Folks, it is spring break 2023, and if you're engaging and you're getting to enjoy your spring break, if you've got to take the week off or a few days off, if you're doing a stay-at-home vacation, if you're at, especially if you're at the beach, wherever that's at, however you choose to enjoy spring break, I'm jealous. <laughs> I'm happy for you, especially if you're seeing some pretty blue water, if you're catching some fucking rays, some sunshine, <clears throat> smelling like suntan lotion, some sun oil, suntan oil, having some cold ones, listening to some good tunes, eating some good food, enjoying some company, and just getting away from the fucking grind. Man, let's get back at it. We are not taking a vacation for spring break. I usually don't. Uh, we usually don't. I feel like it's too crowded. I feel like a lot of people do that. I Just like summertime, a lot of times the prices really spike. And we usually save our time for summertime, even though that we know it gets a little expensive. Uh, I like it to be a little bit warmer. I mean, I wouldn't turn it down if it was really discounted or free, no doubt. Or if I just had the resources and the funds to be able to do so three or four times a year. And that is the plan going forward. That's the one of the only uh, things that is the plan is to be able to travel. Not expensive. Not on an endless budget. Uh, <clears throat> with a surplus of funds, do whatever we want to, but the plan is to be able to go places and to work remote and to be able to see the world, to be able to share that with people, to be able to work from anywhere, doing podcasting, doing training, uh, writing, speaking to people. Uh, again, I've said it over and over, to do what we want to do for a living, to help people <clears throat> to can pursue our purpose for myself. I don't need a lot. I just need enough and I need less debt. It's a minimalist life. And a lot of people have the mindset that they need more. They need extra. There are things that we need. There are things I need. <clears throat> Anybody that's on a similar type of mission and that understands and has their purpose dialed in. <clears throat> For people like myself, it doesn't necessarily have to be a surplus of money. There just needs to be less overhead, less debt. And to be able to do what I love to do. And that what my purpose and my mission is for a living. And I don't... I don't mind at all traveling on a very reduced budget to get to do so. A lot of people that I know have the mindset, well, if I can't do what I want to and I can't ball and I can't splurge and I can't shop and I can't flex, then I don't want to go. Some of them say it, some of them don't, but that's what they mean. Well, then you don't want to do it bad enough then. Whatever budget I have to go on, I would rather do still go than not go. I mean, sometimes you're going to, for most 
median income people and most working class people, you might be broke either way. And there's nothing wrong or nothing to be embarrassed about if you're broke and you pay your bills and you get to do certain stuff that you want to do. But most people think they do not have have the mindset that they don't have the money for certain things when it comes to traveling, but they won't think twice about getting a new car, trading their car in, getting another credit card, going out every weekend, eating out four, five, three or four times a week or more, um, <clears throat> anything that's more leisure, recreation and entertainment. But then they'll say they don't have money for that. For us, I don't have money for those things. I don't have money for a bigger house. I don't have money for a new car. Even if I did, I would still say I don't have the money. I don't have money to go out all the time. I don't have money to party. But I do will find the money for vacation. And it's got to be, has to be traveling more than two weeks a year. So let's jump on this this, this podcast today. <clears throat> Excuse me, my voice is still a little bit hoarse. Uh, got a little bit of congestion. Enjoying my second mimosa today after work. And I got a... Recovery run in, just a little base, basic three miles, uh, slowed down pace, nothing crazy. And that's what I wanted to jump on today, which was <clears throat> anybody that has followed my podcast up to this point, if you haven't, I encourage you to go back and listen. Or you know me in real life, one or both, you know that I have transitioned into ultra running, ultra endurance training. Ultra endurance athlete. Uh, I didn't say I was good at it. I didn't say I kicked ass at it. I didn't say I was a professional. I don't think that I'm even good at it. But I can't. I do consider myself that because that's what I do. It involves a lot of how I revolve other parts of my life around my training, and it is consistently who I am. Been training my whole life. I've been fucking grinding my whole life. That's a fucking fact. But the last two and a half years, two years, give or take, in a few months, I have transitioned into ultra running. But for the those that know me know I have been doing obstacle racing, specifically Spartan racing, for about a decade. Now, with saying that, I've done a reasonable amount, but I've not done even close to what I would have done if I would have had a sponsor. And again, a sponsor doesn't mean that I'm anything. It doesn't mean I'm better than anyone. It doesn't mean that I'm even ranked. It means it enables me to be able to race more for whatever the reason is, whether it's to inspire people, whether it's for fundraisers, whether it's to bring, uh, my, my thoughts are, both of those things plus uh, mental and physical discipline and Mental health awareness, uh, but um, have a, a few little small sponsorships that they're very little, but I'm very grateful for them. I haven't done a third of the races I've planned. <clears throat> I'm not comparing myself to anyone. You always hear me say that because that's not what I'm doing. <clears throat> but um, since I started doing ultra again, I've done ultra Spartan. Spartan races are obstacles. Pretty difficult obstacles with running. There's different levels of them. When I said I've transitioned into ultra running, I've transitioned into ultra running not necessarily has nothing to do with Spartan, nothing to do with obstacle racing. So I'll dive more into that in another podcast. But 
I wanted to get this one out of the way because this is my first Spartan race in about 18 months. The last Spartan I did was <clears throat> October of 2021. I did my first Ultra Beast Spartan, which the Ultra is anything above a marathon. So I think it came out to like 32 miles <clears throat> and like 65, 70 obstacles. There's a podcast on that. I did that. Uh, <clears throat> and as I started diving in more into ultra running, just running, that's it. No CrossFit, no obstacles, none of that. I feel like I need to focus on the miles and the distance, not worry so much about my pace. I've noticed that I have really, uh, I don't do well with <clears throat> the shorter speed races anymore. I don't think my mind's there, and I've talked about that in the past, and I'll talk about it in another podcast. Uh, so I think even though I've – let me give you an example. So this this week, this last weekend that just passed, the 11th and 12th of March, 2023, I believe that was the correct dates. <clears throat> so I've done somewhere between 10 and 13 Spartan races over the last decade. Now, I've done other obstacle races, Tough Mudders, other <clears> – <throat> Uh, endurance obstacle racing like that but I'm just talking about specifically Spartan I did my first one in 2013 and I had a couple of years there I missed I didn't do anything besides I think 2016 and 17 I've done between one and three a year not a lot like I said I don't even want to pretend like I have do I think I'm good at them I think I'm familiar with them, and I think I do okay. Again, I only compete with myself and my personal goals. I know a guy that's done over 400. And it's not even saying it must be nice, anything like that. He's younger than me, but he's retired military, has no children, no family, and that's all he does, and he's a fucking beast. That's all he does. My hat's off to him because I would be doing the same thing. Not just Spartan, but things like that. Uh, I'll get into that. I'll talk about that in another, uh, either into this podcast or another podcast. But it is what it is. So I realized that <clears throat> over the years, last year, I bypassed Spartan. Because I really dived into the ultra running. And most of my ultra runs were virtual runs. Now, I want to I say this, anybody that follows me on social media. Anybody that follows me or knows me knows I don't use... Any running apps, I don't use any hardly the technology, any of that. That seems crazy to people. Unless I'm doing a virtual run where you have to, as soon as you clock in, your time starts, and you have to check in, and your mileage has to check out, your time has to check out, I will, and then I don't use it no more. Because the way I see it was I ran for 18 or 20 years of distance running before these apps even, well, let's just say at least 15 years, and I did fine. And what I find it is for myself is a distraction. Unless I'm in a remote area that I've never been in. I even got a place I train here in the Metroplex called Cedar Hills, Cedar Ridge Nature Preserve. It's quite a bit of brutal terrain. And it's the closest we I, ha I have found around here for myself. Within about a 40-mile, 50-mile radius, it's closest to Spartan training that I can find. And... Uh, I even had the mileage pretty much memorized out there because I, 
I know what all the mileage is on each trailhead. There's like probably between seven to 10 trailheads and I have them all dialed in and I'll just add them up. To me, when I'm trying to keep track of an app and elevation and all, that's just a distraction. I was like, what did I do 15 years before these things even came out? Or I even used them. If I'm doing an ultra run that requires me like the Goggins challenge, anything like that, or some of these other challenges that I do with people I know, and you have to uh, log your mileage in and your time frame in, I'll use them. And then I won't use them again because I don't think I need them on my my daily training. Uh, and I do that because I feel like that there's a lot of races I would do and a lot more challenges I would do, and I have no problem saying this. It's it's money and, and, and resources. It's time. Look, I want to be a I want to work for myself full time. That's the plan is to do this podcast and everything that encompasses Savage Lifestyle, Savage Mind Designs, Savage Mind Podcast, my purpose, my mission, my testimony, my story for a living. I don't have to make a lot. I just need to be able to make a living at it. But I'm not there yet. I'm on my way, but I'm not there yet. So, I mean, a, 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 let me let me give you an example. A basic race weekend like this. So, this kicked off. Let me, let me back up for a minute. I had decided that doing somewhere between 10 to 13 Spartan races, different ones. You had the Spartan Sprint, the Spartan Super. You have the Beast, and you have the Ultra Beast. And then you have things like the Death Race and stuff like that. That's a different level. Um, there's no sense in me explaining that on here because there's very few people that do that. And if you even do marathons, if you do ultras, if you do Spartan races, you're still in the 3% of the less than 3% of people that do these things, whether it be once or more. So 10 to 10 to 12 Spartan races overall, uh, over the over a decade, probably twenty something obstacle races, and I've only been doing ultras for a little over two years, and I've done about seven or eight, and about four of them have been virtual ultras. But I still did them, still completed them. So <clears throat> a weekend like this weekend would probably be a two day weekend. I didn't even take a day off work. By the time I sign up. With very little sponsorship. And again, sponsorship could be I have apparel that I'm an ambassador for these people's brand, and I might wear it and just get discounted uh, merchandise. And no offense against these people, I'm very humbly grateful because some of these are, this is what I do. Some of these people are small businesses and they can't afford it. So, anybody out there, just plugging this right away, plugging this right now, you want your. If you're interested in doing any kind of sponsorship with myself, if you know what my mission is and you understand it and you believe in it, whether it be my races, my training, this podcast, both would be great because they're all connected with what I do and how I live my life. It would be greatly appreciated. And if you want an advertisement for yourself and a plug, please let me know. I'm doing it anyway, obviously. So we had two races this weekend. They were smaller races. Someone asked me why I'm doing them after I said I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna do anything but ultras anymore. Well, I realized after 
10 to 13 races and 20 to 25 obstacle races, not counting anything else I've done. Again, on, 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 on per scale, this is nothing to some people. I do more training than I do actual races because of money and because of resources. I've done three races in a year multiple times, and I've never got the trifecta. Trifecta is three different races of Spartan in one year, and you connect, you get a piece of metal each one on your medal you earned. You only get the medal in the shirt if you finish. Doesn't matter your time, doesn't matter your place, you get it if you finish. I got a box full of them in there. There's This is about the third time I've done two races back-to-back in less than 48 hours and still didn't get it because I didn't pay attention. So I told my team, my family, my mamacita, this year what I'm going to do is I'm going to do all Texas Spartan races that I can, and I'm going to get me a double trifecta. And the reason I'm doing that, because I want to get it out of the way, it's not that I won't ever do Spartan again. Will I ever get to the position of a death race? I don't know. I'm not even going to talk that kind of lingo right now. I'm not even going to put that out there because I don't know. If I if I get in a position where I think I want to at least even try to tackle that, that's going to be a decision that's going to be really marinated for a while, talked over with my family, because I know what all it entails and what all it will take of me and the team I have put together. That's down the road in the future. I'm not even talking about that right now. But I know with what I'm trying to accomplish with ultra running and what I'm trying to qualify for, that there's things I have to get out of the way, and I can't do that with doing Spartan racing. Because at any time I could get hurt. Am I scared to get hurt? Not at all. Blood, broke bones, stress fractures, abrasions, cuts, none of that bothers me. But I don't want to be three or four weeks out of trying to qualify for one of the toughest races of my life, some of the toughest races in the United States, some on the planet, and trying to put my application in, and then I get hurt doing Spartan on a six or seven, eight-mile race. So I told her I have one, two, three major ultras this year, and two of them are very crucial. Longer distances than I've ever done in my life. So I worked Spartan in there. So how I did it was for Texas, for these races, they called it the Houston Spartan race. It really wasn't in Houston. It was in Cat Springs, Texas, but... Again, they call the Dallas Spartan race uh, Dallas, and it's in, I believe, in Glen Rose. I think they did it in Granbury last year. They do it to the closest metropolitan area, I believe. For Texas, Spartan race, Spartan races kicked off in January around the world, around the world. And to let y'all know, anybody think about sponsoring me, I would love to do them in different states or in different countries. If you think that's something you want to be a part of and you would like to sponsor me, in this state, out of state, or a different country, something to do with your logo, your business, please reach out to me. I would love to do that. I can't do that right now. Uh, I would love to work that into a vacation as well, even if I pay for it myself, but I haven't did that yet. So, um, Cat Springs, Texas, they called it Houston Spartan Race. And I decided I'm going to do all six uh, Spartan races for Texas. 
this year. And that will give me a double trifecta. It has to be three different ones. I, I picked up two of the medals this weekend and two of the pieces for the trifecta. So what I will do in Austin Spartan Race, which is Burnett, Texas, in May, I'll pick up two more pieces, but they won't fit together for these two pieces. Does that make sense? Because they're the same. The races I'm going to do in Burnett and May are the same as these. But when I go to the Dallas Spartan races, races which will probably be in Granbury or Glenrose, that's towards the end of the year in October. They call that trifecta weekend. To where anybody's got a trifecta. There's people out there with a 10 or 15 time trifecta. Doesn't mean they're better. Doesn't mean anything. It, it, it may mean they're better. It means they dedicated more time to it. Or they had more resources. Or they've done more races. I mean, it's just how many ever you've did. That weekend is where all the points come in. That weekend, all of my medals will connect. It's magnetic, and I will get that. In the middle of that, I have two other ultras. I have a, a 100K in the middle of that. I have a 50-miler. And then after that, with less than a month, I have my first 100-miler. I'll update y'all. Uh, that should be November of 2023 this year. So what I did was I said I need a hard reset. I call it a hard reset. Uh, I finished the Port Aransas uh, Barrier, Barrier Island 50-mile run back in November 2nd or 3rd of 2022. And I had another – I had 100K – scheduled for the end of February. <clears throat> and I turned my ankle a few times and it put me out about a couple of weeks. Again, turn the ankle. If you if you don't run, you don't work out, you may not think nothing about it, but you don't understand how bad it fucks you up. And for me, an average weekend, let me give you an example this weekend. So we got a basic ass hotel. Wasn't even nice. Wasn't even what they advertised. $75 a night, whatever it was, 150 for two days. Wasn't even fucking worth that. This for this race. We went to Port Aransas. It was about 130 a night. Nice pool, nice jacuzzi, good breakfast. But let's just say, give or take, that's two or $300 for two days. Off of work, depending on vacation or resources. Gas, a tank there, a tank back. Let's say in our truck, it's probably $75. So that's $150. We're at $300 or $400 right there. If I don't get the races signed, if I don't get signed up in time to get the discount, and I don't mind saying it, sometimes I cannot sign up when the discount is. It's stupid because you sign up earlier and get a discount, or you sign up later and pay full price, but sometimes when the discount happens, I don't have it. Both of those races together were about $330, $340. So now we're at eight hundred to a thousand dollars, and then I got to make sure my shoes are right. Got to make sure and have my all my stuff, which is these are short races, no doubt. But I only eat and drink certain stuff during these type of races. Then when we're there, we're not going to bring all of our food. I brought my snacks, like my bananas, my granola, my power bars, my Cliff bars, my liquid IV, my water. I bought all that myself. We're going to go out to eat two or three times. We ate out about three times while we were there, me and Mama Sita. Twice we shared a plate. So you see, we're talking on being basic. We stayed in a basic-ass hotel, gas. Ran two races for the weekend. We're at $1,000 right there. 
for me, that's a big deal. I mean, it ain't. it's not to some people, but it is to me. I would do it every weekend if I could almost. Besides vacation and working on my house. And all, I would probably do, I would like to do no less than a, two races a month. That would be my goal until I'm working for myself full time. So just to let you know about Spartan, this is how it works. And again, it's changed over the years, and I'll dive more into that later. So I wanted to accomplish all of these this year. And so I got did two Spartans this last weekend. Then I have an Ultra, of 100K, at Canyon Race. It's just running, and there's a cutoff time. And then that's about a little bit over a month from now, just running. And then uh, less than a month from that time, I go to – Burnett, Texas, outside of Austin, and I do two of these same Spartan races on different terrain. And then I got about three or four month break of training, and then I, what I'm going to do is I will hit Glen Rose, Texas, or Granbury, Texas, and that's where they have the Ultra Beast and the Beast. Uh, I've done the Ultra, like I said, in 2021, nothing the next day. I had in 2019, I did do the Beast which is half of the ultra. And then I did the sprint the next day. My daughter was going to do it with me. Found out she was pregnant a couple weeks before that. Couldn't do it. Wouldn't let her do it. So I did both of those races back to back. So the beast, 15 plus miles. uh, 35 obstacles, I believe. And then whatever burpees or penalty laps you do. Um, then a sprint, three to four miles, 20 obstacles the next day. Still beat my ass up pretty good. I had gotten sick and ended up getting the flu. So what I'm doing this year is I just did the super and the sprint this last weekend. The super used to be, now it's a 10K, which is like 6.2 miles. I think this one was like 6.4 and like 30 obstacles. Forgive me if I'm wrong, 28 to 30 obstacles. The next day, next morning, less than 24 hours. My start time on Saturday was 10.45. And we started about 11. <clears throat> I was out there at like 9.30. Next morning was the 5K and like 20 obstacles, I believe. Uh, my start time was 9.45. Knocked them both out. And Burnett, it will be the same thing. And then what I'm going to attempt in Glen Rose or Granbury in October is I'm going to do the Ultra Beast, which is 30-plus miles, which comes out to like 32, I think, and like 65, 70 obstacles with a 12-hour cutoff time. The next day, I'm going to get up and do the Beast. Remember, they always do the longest, the longer, more brutal races the first day, and they do the smaller races the second day. So what I'm going to attempt at that point is to do 30-plus miles, 65, 70 obstacles, no matter whatever burpees and penalty laps I have to do. And then the next day, I'm going to do the beast, which is 15-plus miles and like 35 obstacles. I'm probably done with Spartan for a couple of years after that just to focus on the requirements of what I'm trying to do uh, for my ultra running. Uh, So this weekend, I – didn't have no expectations. I, I knew it was – I've done these – this is probably my eighth Super Spartan. And 
I knew I could get through it. And but I went out, and what I did was, I think I in my mind, I've I've been I've been programmed on my ultras and my forty eight hour challenges and my twenty four hour challenges and stuff like that. Well, I geared up for that with my fanny pack and put my granola in there, my liquid IV, my phone, put my headphones on because I like running with my music. Shorter runs, you know, it's one of these things where sometimes after 10 or 15 miles, I don't listen to any music. But anything under that, I feel like I need to. I used that fanny pack. It was the first time I ever used a fanny pack in a, in a Super Spartan. Now, let, let me let me back up for a minute. I feel like they've kind of softened Spartaned up. And me and some people that are veterans to Spartan see this and we understand it. So you can take it however you want to. They've pussied it up. They've made it where if people were bitching that it was too difficult, that they've modified that for them. And that's not what the fuck Spartan is. You sign a fucking waiver saying you might get injured or you could die. And they're not responsible. That's the truth. That's part of it. If you don't believe that that might happen and you're not cool with that, don't fucking sign the waiver. It's that fucking simple. Uh, probably four or five Super Spartans I've done. It'll tell you it's eight miles plus. I've done, and this is why my time, not comparing to nobody else, I would compare, I've compared a time on the same course. One time it was 8.6 miles. And the next time on the same course, Super Spartan, it was 10 miles. And they told me, they'll let you know, we'll let you know when you're fucking done. I said, hey, it's eight miles, we're done. They go, no, you keep going, it's fucking Spartan. We'll let you know when you're done. I didn't understand why I had a 45-minute difference on the same course, and that was it, because it was almost two miles longer, which added stress, which added uh, difficulty, which added obstacles, added burpees, uh, so anybody that's a veteran of Spartan, I never, I have never seen penalty laps until I got to Ultra in 2021, which I was glad to see him because I've done every obstacle so many times. I know which ones I can complete. I know which ones I can't, even ones that I can fucking rock on. Sometimes it's so crowded with people, it takes you... Five or ten minutes don't seem like a long time, but it seems like a long time when your heart rate's up. Sometimes I don't even bother with it. I'll just do the penalty lap or I'll do the burpees. Because I already, for me, I already know I can do it. Or I have an injury and I have a hernia. For me, doing these Spartan races, I'm not... My ultra running, what I'm trying to accomplish is more important. So, for me, I'm not trying to get fucked up where I can't do that. I had a two-year setback between 2016 and 17 already. I've worked through that. I've already learned where it's second nature. I work around it. And there's certain things that aren't that difficult for me, but I'll just rather take the penalty lap or the burpees because I can rattle both of them off. Now, the penalty lap, I'm thinking, is close to a quarter mile, like one one lap around a track, maybe a little bit less. I had never seen a penalty lap. Until Spartan Ultra. 
The Spartan Beast, I don't remember seeing it. That was 2019 in the sprint. Did it. Both of them back-to-back in 48 hours. 2021, did the ultra. I seen penalty laps. This is my first time doing the Spartan Super and Sprint since 2018, and I seen penalty laps show up. I haven't seen them. My thoughts are from talking to some of the volunteers and the staff, some of them that I have seen over the years. And I don't know these people nowhere but Spartan that people started bitching about 30 burpees. And it is 30 fucking burpees. Every obstacle you can't complete or you do choose not to engage in. Now they have signs up that says, if you think you can't do this, if it's too physically demanding or you have a disability, whatever it is, I got to go back and take a picture of the sign or something. You don't have to engage in this activity. I'm not saying people are knowing they are cheating. Let me. If you've done more than a couple of Spartans, if you've done Spartan 2019 and prior to that, you know it's cheating. Now, have I ever skipped burpees? I'm sure being tired, being fatigued, being heat exhausted, I have missed a few. But I'll tell you what I see from 2021 doing the ultra to now. There's a couple of times when they have these signs up, it says, if you feel like you cannot engage in this activity, please feel free to bypass it. People aren't doing the burpees. 30 burpees fucking suck. I've had, I mean, let me, let me use Super Spartan, for example, which is usually, I always said eight miles plus and then 30 obstacles. Now it's a 10K, a little bit more than a 10K and like 30 obstacles. So they've kind of, They've kind of chopped it down a little bit. That's what it was this Saturday and Sunday. It has turned into a if you don't do the burpees. I've had I've had super Spartans where I've went I've rattled through the whole thing and didn't do one fucking burpee. That's happened one fucking time. This last Saturday, I think I did three sets of burpees. Two of them were by choice, one obstacle I missed. I think I did four penalty laps. Or three. The penalty laps I did, I didn't attempt the obstacle. I just took the penalty lap. One, I did the burpees plus the penalty lap. I noticed how, for me, this is telling the truth, I was the only one doing them. And I watched people not get through that obstacle. They didn't do the burpees. They didn't do the penalty lap. And they kept going. Because I don't know if they're short on volunteers Again, say Spartan is still a huge thing. It's the biggest obstacle race in the world. It's in the Bahamas. It's in Switzerland. It's in Australia. But they used to have people monitoring your burpees before there was ever penalty laps. And if you if they counted and you're at 24, they tell you, you got six more. Because I know I lose count sometimes when I'm fucking tired and uh, getting heat exhausted. I'm sure I've missed a few. They have. They used to have two or three volunteers each station. They have like one. I remember the first year I did it, I asked how we're supposed to carry the buckets. I thought they had a handle on them. But they didn't have a lid on the rocks. You weren't supposed to spill them. Now they have a lid on the rocks. And I asked them how we're supposed to carry them. They told me it's Spartan. Figure it the fuck out. You drop it, you spill them, you go back, you start over. It's nothing like that now. So I just wonder what this soft snowflake cancel culture offended 
society, if that's played a part in that. If it has, that's fucking insane. That you sign a waiver knowing what the fuck you're getting into. And you still get your fucking way. What are y'all hoping to accomplish with that? I just wonder. I mean, what is it? Because you really didn't do what it is. So me and my wife were talking. She was like, it really ain't the Spartan you used to do. No, but I need to accomplish this. And here's the thing. It's still the Spartan I used to do because I do it anyway. I know what I'm doing. I can't say what you're doing. I can't say what the person next to me is doing. But I know what I'm doing. I mean, I could have did what I seen a handful of people in my heat do both days. I don't think they. some of them were knowingly cheating because I heard them say that was their first Spartan. But if you're a veteran like myself, you know what the fuck how it goes. And you know if you're fucking, like I said, who's going to know? Well, I fucking know. And I won't feel good about it. I could have shaved six minutes off my time on Sunday in the sprint, which was a, was a little bit more than a 5K. It was like 3.3, 3.4 miles, 25 obstacles. Saturday, it was 6.3, 28, 30 obstacles. I could have shaved about probably 12 minutes off my time if I did what I'm not saying everybody, but I did what I see some people do. I could tell they haven't done it. I've been out there doing it for years off and on. I wish I'd done 100 of them, but I didn't. So it, it it's changed. It has. But I need to get these certain goals off my list, so that's what I decided to do. So just to make it clear, Spartan – Sprint is three-plus miles. Usually, it's not over four. Usually, 20, 25 obstacles. The way it's supposed to be is every obstacle you choose to not engage in or you can't do 30 burpees. Some of these are penalty laps, and you don't, you don't have to do burpees. They don't even talk about burpees no more, which is crazy to me. I had, like I said... I had a race. I did over 250 fucking burpees. I did every fucking one of them. I think it was like 290. And I had the same race. I didn't do any. Crazy. Same race. Different years. Same type of training. You never know what person is going to show up. That's Spartan Sprint. That's usually what people start with. They always do the longer races the day before. Super Spartan. Used to be 8 plus miles and about 30 obstacles. Now it's a 10K and like 28 to 30 obstacles and 30 burpees for everything you can't complete. The Spartan Beast, 15 plus miles, 35 obstacles and whatever burpees you do. So you can't count that miles and the obstacles without counting the burpees. That's why I think a lot of people's times are misleading. But it is what it is. I'm going to do what I know I'm supposed to do. If I'm cheating myself, I know I'm cheating myself and I'm not going to allow that to happen. The Spartan Ultra, 30 plus miles, which is around 32 and some change, 65, 70 obstacles. So up to this point, I've done, let me see, about seven or eight supers, which at that time was eight to 10 miles. Now it's a 10K, give or take, however you want to, you know, the, the the ones years back were longer, eight to ten miles, thirty obstacles. I've done that about seven to eight times. I've done the sprint three times. Uh, I've 
That's a super. I've done the super seven to eight times, the sprint three times. I've done the beast twice, and I've done the ultra once. So this year I will do all of them twice pretty much, except the ultra. And I will be concentrating the next two years on my ultra training and my ultra running, which will be 50-mile run, 100K, 100. I need to do a 100-miler before this year is up. And then I'll let y'all know from there. So, Spartan Weekend, Houston, mission complete. I'm satisfied with how I did. Uh, in the past, years ago, before I got into ultra running, usually my legs were sore. And my upper body was not so much sore because I lifted a lot of weights. And I knew this one, I didn't really work on the obstacles. Oh, I also know these things they took out. Like, they took out... Tractor tire flipping, that's not there no more. Unless I see it in the Beast or Ultra, I didn't see it in this one. It used to be in the races. That wasn't there. I got two tractor tires in the back of my yard I usually work on. They're not super heavy, but I, if I do enough reps, it's the equivalent of it. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think. Um, with that, I hadn't done much. I did some burpees. I usually do what I call the five-minute burpee test. That's a good measurement to see where you're at. How how close are you to 30, or are you above that? Uh, I did my crunches, did my pull-ups, um, did some picnic table jumps. I didn't do a lot. I wanted to do some basic stuff with my running and see where I was at. I moved through it pretty efficiently, and my upper body is sore as fuck. With even, yes, with all the stuff I do, I am sore as fuck fuck right now my legs feel okay i got abrasions and and uh <coughs> bruises and shit all over my knee that's part of it because a lot of some races i do multiple knee braces ankle braces and shit like that and i decided this time i'm going nothing to take away from this uh super spartan was low miles for me both of them were low miles for me it was like 6.3 6.4 28, 30 obstacles, and I should not have took my fanny back. I fucked with it the whole time, adjusted it, tightened it up. And I, I, I got to have my music. And let me tell you why I have my music in these races. Not picking on them, particularly young people in my kids' age or younger, my our, our adult kids' age. I'd say probably 30 and younger. They fucking talk all the fucking time. They bullshit. They talk. They go back and forth. And I don't fucking want to hear them. I don't do teams. I'll never do teams. I don't go with anybody. I do this on my own. I, I, I'm, I like meeting people that I've met there. But I don't. Uh, that's not my gig. That's not my scene. So I, I like to have my headphones in so I don't have to hear them. And I don't like to hear myself breathing. But I feel like I geared up like it was an ultra on Saturday. And it was 6.3, 6.4 miles and like 28, 30 obstacles, and it fucked me up. I should not have took that. So on Saturday, I knew it was a sprint. It was shorter. It was like 3.3 miles, 3.4, 25 obstacles, whatever it was, 22 obstacles, something like that. I said, fucking, I ain't taking my phone. I ain't taking the f I moved through it quicker. When I do the super and the sprint again in Burnett, I won't use either of that. The longer races, I needed. And so with the longer races in Spartan, the obstacles are more spread apart. What I notice is in the sprint and the and the super, 
you might go a mile and not hit an obstacle. When I say obstacles, you still want to hit rugged terrain. Like this race had a lot of beach sand. Like it wasn't packed. It was thick sand, like hard to run through. Creeks and shit like that. But the sand really weighed on you. I mean, man-made obstacles. Then all of a sudden you hit two or three in a row. And the beast and the ultra, they're spread apart more, which gives you more time to think, more time to get your pace down. I like the longer runs better. They work. That's why I got into ultra running. So, before I go, I just want to give everybody an update on what I'm doing with my training, what I'm doing with my races, what's happening going forward. And before I go, I just talked about it last podcast. I don't know which podcast is going to change. I'm giving everybody fair warning. I am grateful for y'all. I am thankful for y'all. But my podcast is going to subscription only. I've gave a lot of people stuff for free. It's not that much to subscribe. It may be different prices for different episodes. It may be a free month. It may be one free episode. I don't know what it is. But if you're about this mission, if this helps you. If you're about what I'm doing. If you're about this purpose. If you're about this lifestyle. If you're about this besides hearing a professional athlete or celebrity say it or a fucking millionaire, then you would support this more than you would support that. You wouldn't mind subscribing and knowing that it's going to be a monthly fee and it's going to be very reasonable to do so. Probably come out to less than $5 a week, if that. So, subscription only is coming. And it's not an option. If you already subscribe, then it shouldn't be a problem. You may have to go back and resubscribe because some settings and criteria is going to change. And I will reach out to you personally. This is for my own well-being. This is for my time. All the work. This is for the video part coming. This is for guests that's going to come on. This is so I can have a decent, at least a decent makeshift studio. To be able to bring interesting people on. And to, to see an actual visual of the people I've talked about. Y'all stay humble and live savage. Love you.